Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. As you know, it's been listened to the local locals we just recorded. See, this is the one. Oh, my God. As you know, if you didn't listen to the local yokels we just recorded, please go check it out. Otherwise, welcome to Matinee Edition. Welcome to Matinee Edition, the first Matinee Edition of the year. Uh, It is episode 61. You know, not, um, you know. Not uh, not a lot of uh, tons of news right out the gate on on yeah. uh, January, but you know it's it's not necessarily. I it's kind of dry. It's kind of a dry spell. It's, pretty, it's a I bit think, of a dry spell. I think like the only juicy things I have like I, I found a couple of random tidbits of the juicy yeah. news, <laughs> but but most of this podcast today will just be talking about stuff that we watched over the next year or over the last year or so as like yeah. uh, general recommendations, I guess, if you haven't watched it. Or, Best of 2020 definitive list. Don't listen you know, to anyone else. Don't listen to There are no other authorities on this matter. <laughs> Best movie of 2020, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, Second best no. movie, Mulan. The, oh my uh, God. <laughs> Controversial statements. No, I'm just, <laughs> you know me, dude. I just like to sow discord. I mean, dude, if anybody listened to the last podcast that we did, the last matinee edition, oh my God, they would know our feelings oh, on Wonder Woman. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it fucking sucked. It's, the, uh, it was so disappointing. But <laughs> we'll get the bits out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, is real Wanda? shocker. Uh, it's MCU related. Yeah, WandaVision is uh, slated. <laughs> it's slated to drop in like what on the fifteenth of this month. I think so. Uh, we got like I, I saw that, that it's only going to be a nine episode season with a two episode premiere. Yeah, yeah. And I just I'm just dumbfounded by that. Like, I get I get that like m- perhaps they're doing like shorter seasoned with like high high quality uh i mean as you you know we talked about the trailer like it it looks like ridiculous it looks like a fucking movie i mean it looks great um and so you know maybe maybe that's it but i'm just i'm like you know i saw the nine episodes and i was like i know that's not going to be enough you know as soon as it it ends you're just going to want more (laughs) it's gonna be be weekly which is nice but then we got to keep in mind we are getting more as soon as it ends we get fucking falcon the winter soldier which is gonna be six episodes yeah, and then true. that ends, and we get Loki as soon as it ends. Yep, damn, dude. So you're right, man. We're in for we're in like we're in for a. MCU. This is how this is how Disney Plus should have watched. I mean, we'll get into talking about our best of 2020 with like the Mandalorian and stuff. But fuck, dude, this is how it should have been. This is this is what people wanted out of the gate, yeah. But I'm excited for that show either way. You know, like I, I think it's awesome that they're going to do a two a two episode premiere because you know people are just going to eat it up and and so oh yeah, it's I think it's a good gauge. I I think like 
didn't um the boys didn't that's what they did right they they, yeah, they did a two episode premiere no they did three they did yeah. three and they rolled out the other like four or five episodes weekly i think yeah and and yeah i thought you know i think stuff like that's smart man because you know people have like where we're at with like consuming entertainment people either want people some people want to binge some people want to savor you know and and i think that's yeah. a good healthy like you get to like binge a little of the season right off the bat and then yeah just savor the rest i mean uh, we've talked we've talked about this in the past and i feel like it was like stranger things season three was an absolute blast it was really fun to watch hell, hell <clears> but yeah. it didn't stay in the public discourse for very long yeah and, well, and that's I, and it's a symptom of binge culture yep it's like, why yeah. the fuck was Game of Thrones the talk of the town for like eight years? For real though. Uh, and I mean, I mean, similarly though, like with Stranger Things, it, it, that happened to the boys, like the first season. Oh. The first season it dropped and everybody just gobbled it the fuck up. And then it was like, nobody was talking about it after like a month, basically because yeah. everybody had like, you know, it was over, we're on to the next thing. And I think companies would be smart to like pay attention to that and know that like some shows can, can handle like the binge crowd. And, yeah, totally. You know, some shows are worth trying to like make people. It's gotta be, I think, for a bit. I think it does have to be the shorter form stuff though. Like, Oh, for sure. A lot of, a lot of the content that will explode when it comes to binge worth stuff. It's the shorter series that have a more cinematic feel. So I like, I wouldn't be surprised if like after Falcon and the Winter Soldier is completely out, mm-hmm. like that would hold like, a, that would be a really good binge show. Oh yeah. But like WandaVision where I can assume it's going to be like a different sitcom every episode. Then you're good splitting that up. For sure. Well, and you know, like, I guess like that's a, that's a totally uh, good point because, because even Feige at, during their presentation, he described Falcon and Winter Soldier as basically a movie that's been broken down into six parts. Yeah. And so, you know, and he didn't describe WandaVision like that. So I think that that's a good difference, like notable difference between the two yeah. when they come out. Um, but yeah, I mean, like really, like I was saying, like that's, I mean, like that, that's one of the only bits of news that I think is like relevant at the moment. You know, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's stuff coming out of the other camp out of Warner Brothers that's, that's kind of interesting. But as we've talked about on this podcast before, it's, it's always like it gets your hopes up and then like it never pans out. And so, like, some of those things, it's, like, like you know, we uh, the news dropped that Joaquin Phoenix did accept a $50 million uh, contract or whatever to do, uh, it sounds like, multiple Joker sequels. Yeah. Not just one. I originally, I think the story dropped last year. Like, it was, like, one, he was going to do another sequel for $50 million. I was, like, that's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. But... Uh, but they're also like, you know, they're also teasing that they're crossing over stuff. So that, and that's I kind heard, of what they're they talking about, like Keaton and stuff. Yeah. So, so they've apparently officially written out Ben Affleck, not written out, but they, they've Recast. replaced, yeah, replaced Ben Affleck's Batman with Michael Keaton as like the mainstay Batman. So like, bat, like he's like one, one of the main Batman in their multiverse yeah. and they're attached. They're going to be that flashpoint hundred yeah. percent. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to be attaching that and making it apparent that even uh, Pattinson, Pattinson's Batman is set in their multiverse. And yeah. like there's some sort of, 
you know, they're building to like some sort of interaction between these, these different universes that they, that watch, watch them be like, but it all was in a different cinematic universe. Like it's all, it's all different crisis on infinite earths. Disney because by the, by the time they get to crisis on infinite earths, they will have so many, like a mishmash of random, totally different, definitely isolated movies that all were mediocre, but then they're going to validate it by doing crisis on infinite earths. Well, and that's the thing like that. I mean, essentially that's what they do. That's what they do in the comic industry. Right. So like they'll, you know, what, what led to crisis on infinite earths was, was the fact that they had all these different canon happening with these characters that nobody could keep track of. Like it was like, and so it was just wildly all over the place. So they're basically just like, all right, we're going to condense it down and say like we're going to destroy everything and we're going to say this is the main the main yeah. universe now so like they all did of that these comics like. and then less than a decade later they did the same thing with flashpoint and then brought in the new 52 actually and so now the new 52 isn't a thing anymore even before that so like so they they did a, a story in like the mid 2000s called uh infinite crisis Oh and that, yeah, and that was that was them bringing the fucking multiverse back, and it was just like, it's just so weird. And and and, and the MCU does it also, but like in a different way. And I feel like the MCU the does MCU, it. The, the, the Marvel the comics. comics, yeah, the the six one six. They they do Which, it. Six one six just sort of like a few years ago, they just like collapsed the multiverse, and we're like, we're fucking done with it. There's gonna be like three different universes that we're running with. Exactly. And, and so, I mean, they both come, both major companies do it. And so it's just interesting to watch as they, you know, as Marvel in the MCU adapts the, the multiverse into their cinematic universe and supposedly Warner brothers is going to do that also. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, I'm kind of excited because it gives a chance for a wide array of stories, but yeah. it, I don't know. Like I'm almost wait, thinking that like the, the, that Warner Brothers is waiting to see what the MC. At first, I thought they were going to try and beat them to the punch, but I think it seems like maybe what they're maybe one waiting to see what the MCU does in order to see like how you can pull it off. <laughs> I would be willing to put money down at this point after Wonder Woman eighty four that the MCU will do it better. Oh god, dude! I mean, you know, I love the DC characters, but it's like it's 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 true. Here's like, my problem. Here's my problem with DC. I don't think we brought this up in the Wonder Woman thing. Is that they are like it feels like every character has the Superman problem. Of, like it's difficult to write a compelling story, especially for film with Superman, because he's a fucking god. Well, yeah. He's untouchable. Like they have like Kryptonite is literally the only thing. And, well, and magic. Excluding like Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> like Shazam and that shit. Yeah. But still, that makes it so difficult to be compelling. So I feel like Marvel, they have these like crazy multiverse events, mm-hmm. but less frequently because I, f- I think the stories of the DC characters get stale faster. So like we have to shake up, shake everything up. Yeah. Like Bat- Why do you think Batman's the most compelling DC character? Hot take, but... It's true. It's kind of true though. I mean like, uh, but, but no, you're, you're absolutely right because... Uh, I mean, and DC's long had that problem. All of their characters, all of their main characters are so iconic just because they've been around for so long. And, yeah. and they, they've, you know, guest spot by Bo, yeah. Uh, there he is. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's... Don't it's, hate they, on they, DC. 
Yeah, he's like, come on, Batman's cool. But uh, no, but Batman's it's it's great. It's, Don't it's, give me rock. It's the truth though. Like they've they've always ran into that problem because because people expect so much from their characters that it's like they don't ever have a chance to break away from like the 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 image that people have in their like minds in terms of like popularity of the characters and like what the character development actually should be. And so it's this weird thing. But Marvel has done an amazing job of of like navigating that path. Their characters are also pretty iconic. Hold on. Get out of here, you You have to hear the dog. Here. <laughs> Leave it in. Yeah, I just called my puppy scum. He's still outside the door. <laughs> you can hear, you anyway, can hear uh, but Marvel, like, what they what they do is like they have long-standing characters, and there's there's history there now, and there uh, and there's a lot behind it, and and but they found like this way of like continuing to grow their characters. Like Captain America is a yeah. great example because you think he's a he's like a one-dimensional person. Yeah, but they've like found ways to like, eat, like have his character. Another fucking like, dogs come, barking on my end. If we're cursed, but they found ways to just develop their characters and keep the iconic status that they have. Yeah. And I think that I think that's something. I again, like I love DC characters, but that's something that they sh- like have just not taken Dude, note of or figured out on their end. There's literally a Flash comic from like a year ago, and where the Flash is hopping between worlds. And he ends up in a world like an alternate DC universe where all the characters are essentially like discount X-Men. Okay. And he absolutely wipes the floor with them. And I'm pretty sure I saw that panel on Instagram just being like, this perfectly exemplifies how God tier every DC character is against these, what would be in the Marvel context, ridiculously powerful mutants. Yeah. And and that that's that's you know they've they've built them up so far that it's like they're having a again they're having a hard time like pulling that back, you know. Once you say that the Flash can travel, you know, like through time. Through time. He can run yeah, he basically can run so fast that he can create interdimensional rifts, you know. He can yeah. he can vibrate his particles to transfer to different universes. Like Dude, There's I, what? How do you stop that? Like, what? Where? What villain? What thing do you put in the way to like make dude, a conflict remember, for that? Character? I remember a few years ago, there's a big deal. Superman, new power, and it was like he would create this like essentially nuclear blast around himself, but then he wouldn't have powers for like a day. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, did super- you ever see that? I did, and and I mean the thing Superman is like think- some crazy shit, but yeah, dude. Like the thing is like, and that that again comes comes to like all that weird canon like they they give they give particularly superman like these wild abilities and then they like try to like act like it never happened and that's just not how it works with 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 comics like you know like stuff like like there's like a a golden age comic where like superman's like run like flies into space in this huge hurry because he has to sneeze and he sneezes and like three planets get blown off course or something like that (laughs) and it's like you know out of orbit and it's like that's that's fucking insane. Like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's another <laughs> yeah. one where it's like Superman like shoots out a tiny version of himself. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. There's all the stories, man. We could do a whole podcast just like about like offshoot Superman powers. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, and then we can touch on the one Batman. Like it, with Batman, you can be just like, oh, Bruce Wayne invented something. Like, Whoop de doo. Yeah, like, fair. That's his powers don't skew that far. There is that one time that 
a bunch of uh, men, like people from Arkham Asylum broke out that weren't like dangerous criminals, but were actually mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And he hung one of them with a bat chopper and said that he'd be better off. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some dicey elements. To, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's a great Dude, example. Batman, does, Batman doesn't kill, but he does put them out of their misery. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing them favors, people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, aside from hopes and dreams from Warner Brothers, it's, 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 you know, it's all unbelievable until it happens at this point. Except thoughts the one, prayers, the one thing that, that I was like, I was just disgusted by, and the, the, the that was that like supposedly they're trying to like they're trying to open up talks to have uh, HBO series about Amber Heard's Mira. And I was like, that, that sounds like the least compelling thing I've ever fucking heard. Like, I, I've yeah. never wanted to care about a comic storyline less. <laughs> You've never heard? Uh, <laughs> oh. But, wham. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's all the news I got for you, hot dogs. That's yeah. all the fresh stuff. Okay. We got, fi- we got 15 minutes left. Why don't we just get, hop into what our favorite stuff was in 2020? A yeah. shitty year, but there was definitely good media that came out of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's start with the two obvious ones, starting with Mandalorian. We've talked about it at length on this show. Oh, goddamn! Yes, we have. Uh, definitely in my, probably at least in my top three, probably if not my top show this year. Yeah. Just because I like, and honestly, I'm still have a fan. I still have like this like fanboy moment every time I close my eyes and I see Luke Skywalker light his lightsaber up. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, it's just so like, until, he, until he pulls the hood off and you see the bad deep fake. Yeah, yeah. I will say, as, as like nice as it was to try and squeeze Mark Hamill in there, I was really hoping that it yeah. was going to be like Sebastian Stan. You know? Dude, what blows my mind is you see memes now where it's like that shot, but done with like a slightly different software and it looks mm. so much better. Yeah, and that's what, like, I was so baffled by that. I was like, uh, I was like, I know, I know Disney can do better than that. You know, yeah. I know Lucasfilm could do better than that, but I, I mean, either way, it was still just an amazing moment. That, uh, then so that, that shows, that shows really setting up the, what I think is going to be the future of star Wars. Like, absolutely. Like I did see some people fucking upset about Luke showing up in the Mandalorian. Like they said, it was going to be disconnected from the Skywalkers and they're making it all about the Skywalkers. I'm like, it's not really all about the Skywalkers. No. In the context of what's happening Who's the person that's gonna fucking train Grogu? Well, that's the that's the 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 interesting thing is is will they follow up exclusively on like the Mandalorian storyline and like what where that's leading, you know, uh, or will it become a little bit of like what's going on with Grogu and his training? Or I think, I think I think they're I, th- I think they're writing out Grogu. Well, that's what. Exactly. And I think that's a smart decision at this point. It was a great thing for the first two seasons. It carried you all this way. But what people want is not more of like Luke Skywalker and Jedi stuff at the moment. Yeah. They, they, they want, I mean, we want some Jedi stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but they well, want, I mean, we're like getting Ahsoka. New, exactly. We were, we're getting this new, new view of like, yeah, uh, I Jedi mean, like, and like the force and like the expanding there, universe, you know, there was definitely less hype with baby Yoda this year. For sure. And, for sure. I mean, I mean, this partially because we already saw it, but they're really setting the groundwork for some of these characters that hadn't had like a like their chance in the sunlight mm-hmm. from the other series of Star Wars that are widely loved, like the Clone Wars, like Rebels. Like they're they're yeah. widening the universe in an interesting way, 
like we're definitely going to see Mandalore get taken back or like an attempt to take back Mandalore. Yeah. Like that's fucking exciting that they're doing something different. I agree, man. And that's why that shows will continue to be popular. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Should we go on to the next? Yeah. What else you got? What what Uh, was one of your top shield? Oh God. Oh, we can't forget. It feels like an eternity. That's one of those shows, dude. That's what I was talking about. Like, it feels like, 2020 was so long I, I i that seems like so long ago that i that i wrapped up agents of shield oh it's so good though but uh yeah dude i love that last season i i thought it was fantastic a fantastic way to end that series yeah you know uh i mean while also while also con- contributing to the multiverse thing with mm-hmm. endgame working yeah so i mean like i don't fucking know that would be interesting. That'd be something I'm curious if they're ever if we're ever gonna see anybody from Agents of Shield again. Because they purposely yeah. left nearly all of them alive. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I I I think it'd be a really I don't know, I think it'd be interesting to see if they like I mean, do some like cameo work with the, with those characters at least, you know, yeah. like like how they used to do with Clark Gregg, you know, just like plug him, plug him, plug with some of those characters into like a random interaction scene. Dude, Just so you I've know seen, that they're like out there, you know. I saw a petition to get Quake and Secret Invasion. Oh, that'd be fucking dope, dude. Because I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, she grew as an actor a little bit through that show, but she's but, not great. But, but it was like, I mean, if you're gonna do Secret Invasion, it would be really cool to try to include that that character because that character does hang like. Nick Fury has his like exclusive squad that he's like yeah. off the grid with, and Quake is one of those people. So yeah, I really yeah. feel like the only characters from Shield that were really like retired were Fitzsimmons and mm-hmm. Deke, just because Deke's out in like some other world somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but like, but like May is a teacher, so I mean, like she's probably not doing much. Coulson's probably not going to show up because they can't like throw Coulson in front of one of the OG Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like Max still around, you still got Yo Yo who's a fucking badass. Yep. And like there's there's so much potential with those characters. That I hope that they stick around. Absolutely. Man. Uh but yeah, we've dude. talked about that show at length, like Hell the Mandalorian. Yeah. I'd argue more than the Mandalorian, just because it's been around for longer. Fair. But like that's yeah. that show is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That's that's how we like that's for those for those who aren't into the deep lore event of matinee edition. Our <laughs> idea for matinee edition, I'm pretty sure it came up because we were watching Agents of Shield and we were just talking about it so much at work that we were like, we should make a podcast. Pretty much, man. Where we can fuck around and joke about Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, basically it was like Fast and Furious and Agents of Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Without those, this podcast wouldn't have existed. <laughs> You'd be sad, listener. You'd be sad, hot dogs. Uh, yeah, so dude, I, I wanna, mean, what else you got? Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to throw out another, another show I watched. I watched The Queen's Gambit. I mean, oh, like, yeah. over, did you watch it? I didn't finish it, but I have, I have started it. Okay. It's a it's, fucking phenomenal show so far. It's really, it's really fun. I've, um, like I did see some stuff right when it came out. Like it's groundbreaking. It goes in a totally different direction. I don't really agree with that. I don't think it's I, groundbreaking necessarily. Yeah, I think Anya Taylor Joy is great in it. Mm. She's super enjoyable to watch. Like I've heard that she's the only shining light in New Mutants, and mm. makes sense. She's also I watched Emma the other day, which is a the, oh yeah yeah I want to watch Jane, it. I Jane it Eyre. It's on Hulu. It's uh, not Hulu. It's on HBO. Yeah. Jane, uh, Kate just yelled from the next because I keep getting it wrong. Jane, Jane Austen. Austin. Yeah, yeah, Jane Eyre. 
<laughs> uh, she would call you out on it. She would. Yeah, she, <laughs> no, but um, that movie that movie was good. I watched Pride and Prejudice earlier in 2020 and was miserable through it, but Emma yeah. was pretty good too. Pride and Prejudice kind of is I think it's designed that way. <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, I fucking I, I was struggling. But that movie was much much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I haven't watched that one yet, but it's it's been on my it's been in my queue. I don't know. I I guess I need to check it out uh for sure. Um yeah, it's I don't know. Like it's it's from my understanding they also did like I don't want to say the 90s, maybe the early 2000s. There was like a Gwyneth Paltrow uh version of that same story. Yeah. I, and, I remember keep mentioning that to me that that's been a story that's been done a couple times. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so it's kind of always interesting to like uh check out those kind of like reoccurring not reoccurring but sort of like stories that like do kind of have different versions like in terms of movies and stuff just to see like if there's like which you know which one did it better kind of yeah yeah totally i mean but, do, do you have any shows that come to mind uh yeah i mean <laughs> how i say this pull you know i became addicted to the great british baking oh god yes yeah, and, and that uh, that opened up you know a door to a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, how, are, but, how 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 far are you into the Great British Baking Show? Oh, I've definitely I've definitely watched it all. Oh, you're yeah. up to date. Yeah, I, I started I started at the very first season, and I've watched Dude, it all the way up to. Up to I the, did the same thing this year. It's so good, so good. It's, it's ridiculously good. It's pleasant. It's enjoyable. The baking Talk about is, is wholesome is content that just oh. got me through 2020 and like while all this sad shit was happening out in the world yeah i would wake up and watch an episode of the great british baking show well and that's why i wanted to bring it up is because it it, it really was like i you know I don't, I don't care what people think otherwise but it's just like it was really like a pleasant thing to like yeah. have it wasn't like uh you know abrasive it's not like yeah, no know, it's, like, it's not fucking hell's kitchen it feels oh, God, like Amer- no, American reality TV buys so much into the drama. Yeah. But like that show proves that there's just inherent drama when you get to like people. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't know. They just, oh God, they just did it. It's just I, a fun I will show say, to watch. So. This last, this last season, like there was like a string of like five episodes where me and Kate were watching and it was like our favorite fucking people got voted off or kicked oh, off man. one by one. Yeah. Starting with fucking Lottie, who oh, yeah, remind, dude. reminded me of one of our mutual friends. But the... Uh, uh, sorry, what? But like that show, and I, I was so fucking happy when Peter won. Spoilers if you haven't finished the Great British Baking Show. Spoilers for the Great British Baking Show. But seriously though, it's, uh, I mean, I definitely recommend like if, uh, if you just need something chill to watch something like, you know, enjoyable, you just, you just start that season one, you just watch it all the way up to where it's. You know, it's another really wholesome, but slightly less relaxing cooking show that I watched the entirety of this year. What? MasterChef Junior. Oh, Oh, I don't know if I've ever watched a MasterChef Junior. Dude, it's good shit. You feel terrible about yourself sometimes because of how good of cooks these kids are. Fair. But like I remember watching the first season one with like my mom, but then I was like, ah, we need something to watch that's like relatively uplifting. Like nothing's I'm, more funny than like the side by side compilations of Gordon Ramsay on Hell's Kitchen and then him with like a kid going like, you know who my favorite chef is? You. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of one of the one of the I mean, I remember watching uh, the hot ones with Gordon Ramsay. Oh yeah, and, and you know, like it's like 
bad oh, hot no, ones just, episode just, by the way just seeing that oh god dude but just seeing that man like in, in like a room with kids just seems so i mean that it's gotta be the draw of that show but it just seems so wrong because <laughs> like all you see is is you know all you see are clips of ramsey just you know going you shit eater like just fucking yelling at people <laughs> Which, I, I will I'll have to check that shit out though. It it's actually crazy. it's surprisingly good. It's all on Hulu. The nice. um oh I wanted to mention one more show and now it is escaping me. I've got, got, co- got a couple more I'm gonna shout out. Yeah, um, we got three minutes. I really, really got down hard on Cobra Kai. I'm just gonna throw oh, it dude, out. Oh dude, I've heard that's great. Dude, so Cobra Kai, it definitely has its like, you know, uh kind of teen moments, I'd say. Yeah. Um but so, it's, so did Karate it, Kid. Well, dude, it it like it plays so well on those characters that it's it's just like it's it's what's uh, what's amazing to me about it is that like you get introduced to all these characters throughout like the first season and whatnot, and you watch like all of them have really good like character arcs. Yeah, and it's so uncanny to me to see like a show with so many characters that have such good development. Uh, yeah. And it continues on into the second season. It continues. On. I binge. We binge watched the whole ten season third, uh, ten episode third season that just dropped at nice. the beginning of the month. Um, and it's you know it, it like everything keeps compelling you. Like there's cliffhangers yeah. and like good endpoints for the ep- for the seasons that like make you want to be like, oh shit, what's gonna happen next? You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, at times, it, it, like I said, at times there's definitely some cheese on there. There are a couple of parts in this new season where there was like those like, you know, shots of like uh, the crowded kid movie playing while like Ralph Macchio is looking out <laughs> of the window and it's like on the window or whatever. It was so, you know, it was so like some of that stuff. But some I think, good melodrama. Well, I think they do that, that kind of shit like to kind of emulate like how like the movies were like hit that like the original couple movies were yeah. like, you know, with those like those weird cheesy elements. But again fucking fun show the characters are all get the characters all develop really well and that's i definitely suggest checking it out there's three seasons now and they're on they're gonna be working on the fourth one this year so sick we'll have to watch i'll check it out i would be down i'll have to convince kate to watch it yeah dude it's fun uh the only other the only other random thing i wanted to shout out was the uh there's this documentary series on Mm -hmm. hbo called uh about the heaven's gate cult and oh, it, I heard that's fascinating. It was so fucking good, dude. It was so fascinating to dig into that because we all we all have you know heard about the mass suicide and everything. Yeah. Uh, but like it's it's some weird shit. Like it, it and and it was just really interesting to like kind of dig more into that. Uh, I will quickly throw in one more thing. Uh, Chef's Table Barbecue. If we're talking bar, if we're talking uh, documentary series, Chef's Table Barbecue was oh. all the money dude I, I that's in my queue i haven't watched it yet that's i know it's it's one i just want to give my attention to because i love i love barbecue so the chef's table can be sort of douchey sometimes like a bit broy chefy type stuff but the barbecue one it's like really strips all that way and just the fundamentals of beautiful cooking so Hell highly yeah. recommend uh I'm gonna start that show anyway. I feel like it's just a lot of cooking. We all we watch a lot of cooking shows, but the other one, I mean, like uh, to enjoy that I dug kind of like more wholesomely was uh, the chef, sh- the John Favreau's chef oh, show. Chef that he shows, does. yeah, it's so fucking screen. yeah, it's just so fucking fun, man. And, and the movie, cool. the movie Chef is also great. The movie Chef's fantastic, and I actually technically think I watched it in 2020, so we'll shout that one out. <laughs> filmed, filmed on the backlots during Iron Man 2 production. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking rad, dude. I didn't know that. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, that's why that's why RDJ's in it and Scarlett Johansson. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, man. I mean, those are just, like I guess those are just like a real.